podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Funky listeners, and welcome back to Funk Radio. This is your host, Peter. And this is your host, Kyle. Um, and today we have a uh, special guest host, Moo. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Moo, when you introduce yourself, you should just moo like a cow. I probably should, but I was I was sitting there, and then I was like, oh wait, do I introduce myself? And then <laughs> Peter started, and then suddenly he forgot my name, and I'm like... Oh wait, what was my name? <laughs> so, you know, I had to look in the mirror and check my tramp stamp. Ah, uh, oh, well, yeah, that's it helps. That helps. was that was a pretty quick uh, check there. Did you like? Do you have a mirror on you at all times? I do. Yeah, I have a mirror um, on the back of my seat just in case I forget my name when someone asks me online. I see. They go, "Hey, what's your name?" And I'm like, "Uh, give me a second. I have well, to check." What we don't realize is that the tramp stamp is just a picture of a cow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Moo, you've been on the show, I think, a couple of times before. Yes. Um, yes. Do you want to quickly plug your own podcast? Yeah, uh, sure. So, the podcast I usually participate in is the Super Circuit Cast. It is actually, I haven't participated as much recently, but I edit it. Um, so, Super Circuit Cast uh, goes up Wednesday or Thursday, and it's a geek blog about geek stuff about gaming movies. Usually not music, but sometimes entertainment. <laughs> it's fun. You should check it out. That's true. It. Ours is mostly about music and stuff, but it usually devolves into us just complaining about things. That's true. There's nothing wrong with complaining about things, except when like people complain about complaining about things. I hate complaining so much. That's so. That's so meta. It totally is, right? Moo, do you still do your yeah. HQ show, or is that dead? Uh, it's dead. It's like, I want to do it, but every single time I've recorded it, like, something goes wrong, and I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. So I've tried doing it a couple times, but, yeah, stuff dies, and I'm like, no. Why? So maybe the universe is telling you not to do that show anymore. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I will, I might, but I don't know. I can't say yes, because the past couple times, like, something, last time I muted my mic accidentally halfway through, and I was talking <laughs> for about five minutes to myself basically (laughs) no one knew what was going on they kept pretending like i was there so i thought i was oh god yeah yeah so that's what happened last time but yeah it's fun well hopefully that won't happen this time (laughs) ideally no so speaking of this time kyle do you want to tell us what we're talking about on our show today yeah we're talking about kyle um well yeah kyle me and peter kyle what are we talking about kyle we're gonna talk about you dying in a second. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that, that's normal conversation. <laughs> uh, well, me and Peter were in a local pancake establishment, and Flappy Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> give us money for sponsorship. We'll if you're near uh, Anaheim, yeah. California, or there's another location somewhere else. There's like three locations somewhere. I don't know, um, but uh, it it's exists. A, maybe it's a very good breakfast restaurant, and. Uh, we recommend you check it out. And we discussed this preliminarily over pancakes, which was I'm not delicious. sure that's a word. I'm well, pretty sure that's not a word. 
I thought Peter was just yodeling. Does he do that? Is that a regular thing? Sadly, more regular than I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Flappy And Jacks. they have one in Glendora as well. Flappy Jacks. They, they flap... <laughs> Wait, well, what was our tagline for them? Like, Flappy Jacks, they jack your flappy? What are we talking about today, Mr. <laughs> Other than pancakes. Pancakes yeah. are a welcome conversation piece. But... Yes. Uh, well, what I intended to talk about aside from pancakes was... Um, we had another topic. Yeah, I know, right? We we were discussing the overabundance in today's music of uh, collaborations between artists, where it seems like every other song is featuring another artist. And we kind of realized that like, even though... Like, it's totally overdone today. It's always kind of been done. And especially for our genre of funk and soul, they do it all the time. And we just wanted to kind of have a roundtable discussion of, like, favorite artists' collaborations that you like, or why you think they do it, or who you think would collaborate well together, or really just whatever. So that anything that has to do with collaboration between artists. Yeah. Like, okay. you, you always hear these new songs, like, it's Jay-Z featuring... Rihanna. Eminem featuring Rihanna featuring Daft Punk. I think it's usually I think it's usually Pitbull featuring. It's not. I, I I'm pretty sure at this point. It's okay. It's someone featuring Pitbull. The good, like that's a, that's what a Pitbull album is. The good thing <laughs> the good thing about that and I gotta give Pitbull credit is whenever it says featuring Pitbull it at least warns me to turn the song off. I actually I actually dig Pitbull. He's not like let me let me let me put it this way. That's it's not, not a good that the music, to start with. It's not that the music is good. <laughs> It's that it's catchy. No. Catchy music is... There's a reason they call it pop, I suppose. There's nothing wrong with pop music. There's nothing wrong with pop music except when it's really stupid. Pitbull is like the epitome of stupid, though. Yeah, but it's so catchy that it makes up that, like, okay, so there's there's this, like, actual... There's there's this curve you can make. So, basically, it goes poppy and stupidity. And there's two curves there, and there's a certain point where they where they meet, and at this perfect point, it is acceptable to listen you, to this song. Did you just associate the supply and demand curves? Yes, with, yes, I did. With music, I most certainly did. So what is <laughs> the demand? Yeah, for stupid. The demand for stupid and the demand for poppy. The demand is the pop. The supply the... is the stupid. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I that's, like that. That's a that's a good metaphor. We'll, uh, we'll draw that up on the whiteboard here in a second, because I'm Glenn Beck, and I have a whiteboard behind me. Um, I don't know if he's serious or not. Does he have a whiteboard behind him? No. I have no idea. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Pitbull sucks. Um, speaking of Pitbull, because I actually read this recently, Pitbull posted on Twitter a picture of himself with some sort of honorary degree from some university... And in the article, it was describing how the honorary degree he got was from a university that was fake, because in the state of Florida, the university wasn't accredited, and it was basically like a for-profit university that, while being for-profit, basically took a lot of state money, and it is actually being investigated by the state right now. <laughs> and because of that, it isn't it isn't accredited. And if you go on the st- on the on the college's website, it says credits. Like, credits from this university are non-transferable, and, what do they say, like, like, basically, like, any degree you get from here is completely useless. And, so, Pitbull has a picture of himself on Twitter flipping off the camera and saying, look at me, effers, I got a degree. I'm smarter than you. 
<laughs> I think it was called like Baylor. It's really weird because Pitbull's like like funding a bunch of charter schools. <laughs> that <What>? explains <laughs> too much. Like legit, he is funding a bunch of charter schools. I don't. I want to say in Florida, but I'm not sure about. Okay, that. wait, wait. Here, I got the, I got the article right here. It says okay. Um, blah blah blah. Posted a picture on Twitter. Uh, Doral College, and um, it says here that Doral College is a non-accredited institution. All students should be aware that due to its current status, students will not be eligible for financial aid, transfer of credits to other institutions, or to sit for professional exams in career-related fields. So, so basically, basically, it doesn't do anything it's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, that that's like, the problem with non-accredited schools is they can kind of teach you whatever. And um, That doesn't them. mean all are useless, but they can be like they can I'm, teach you I'm about gonna, 53 gonna, states as i'm gonna go to with the benefit of the doubt and say because it's in florida it's probably useless <laughs> that's terrible I have, I, yeah. I have i have a special animosity towards florida <laughs> um, are we talking about florida or florida both <laughs> oh okay wait is that why he calls himself that is he from florida or something yeah he is he son is of florida. a bitch i never knew that yeah Florida that explains, featuring Jay-Z. That explains so much he right did, I mean, he does. He, he collaborates with a lot of people, too. But, yeah, he's from Florida. Oh. I read that. I, was, I, I read that on, um, what was that? I was listening to that Florida and Avicii song. Um, can't remember the name of it. And uh, it was on Pandora. And so you know how it has the history of like whoever you're yeah. listening to. Oh, yeah. So I actually read it because I was curious. But yeah, apparently he's from Florida. I can't remember his name though. It actually like I feel like it it kind of it had something to do with flow and write it, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, here we go. Here's an interesting kind of what do you call it? Same thing. tidbit of thing. Yeah, this is a good conversation spur for this whole collaboration. Um, I just came across this list of the of 15 cross-genre collaborations. It's basically artists from different genres collaborating. Uh, there's one here, Johnny Cash and Nick Cave. For those of you who I don't know, say Nick Cage. That too. That would be even more amazing. For those of you that don't know, Nick Cave is kind of a famous punk dude, and obviously Johnny Cash is country. So that's kind of interesting. Aerosmith. Oh, Aerosmith and Run DMC. I forgot about that. Remember they did that terrible music video together because uh, they did a mashup of Walk This Way in the 90s? I have no idea Wait, if that was... What was the song? I they... have no idea what Was it like a about. remix of... Yeah, okay, Run DMC's uh, the, the rapper guy and Aerosmith had yeah. that song, Walk This Way. Right. Well, they did like a collaborative thingy and I don't know if it was anything to do with that stupid movie Armageddon. Because I know Aerosmith became slightly relevant again because of that movie. Uh, but yeah, that was a hilarious mashup where, like, for some reason, Run DMC is rapping and the guys from Aerosmith are, like, smashing through this wall behind him for some reason. <laughs> and it makes no sense. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that. we may have to uh, add that to our YouTube playlist that our listeners will watch or listen to after this episode. Cool. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, Willie Nelson and, and Booker T. Jones. That's amazing. Peter, you know who Booker T. is. Yeah. 
And Willie Nelson's that country guy who pretty much... I know Woody Nelson. I don't know Booker T. I feel like I recognize that name, though. Booker T and the MGs, they did that song, Green Onions. It's, uh... Peter, Peter, do it with your mouth. Make the song. No. Do it with your mouth, Peter. Damn it. Come on, the audience wants to hear it. Do it with your mouth. <laughs> That's a really hard one to do with your mouth. talking about the other thing. It's like... I can't even do it. I think that's as good as we're going to be able to do. Pretty much. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> right. I'll trust you. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Okay, so, yeah. Do you guys, I guess, know any cross-genre collaborations, rap and pop, or rap and God knows what? Eminem does a lot of stuff with other people. I mean, I think a lot of rappers do, but Eminem is pretty prominent for doing that, especially with Rihanna recently, and um, uh, I'm forgetting her Rihanna's name. Rihanna's not cross-genre. Rihanna's R&B. If anything. Oh, cross genre. Yeah. Uh, okay. Give me a second. Um. Well, while you're thinking, I have one. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I actually have one. But yeah, okay, go, go ahead. Go. No, I you... said it earlier, so. The Florida and Calvin Harris song. Yeah, um, that would work. Yeah. I guess I a lot say of that's, that's EDM and I don't know. What a lot Florida of electronic is. Is that artists. rap, hip hop, whatever that is. Uh, but, yeah. Rap. A lot of uh, a lot of electronic artists kind of do that. Like um, the one with Kid Cudi and not it was Kid Cudi, Ratatat, and someone else. Pursuit of Happiness. Oh no, that's yeah, not no, it. that's it. Pursuit of Happiness. Is that it? Pursuit yeah. of Happiness. That's a it. Was great song. him? It was Ratatat and. Uh, that's true, actually. That is a little different than than other stuff. Oh gosh! Wow, I'm totally spacing. Um, gorillas, I think. Yeah, gorillas. Maybe. Not sure. I could have swore the Strokes did a collaboration too, but I'm not sure with whom. It might have just been Julian Casablancas with, uh, I know he did the one with Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. He is the, uh, lead singer of the Strokes, in case anybody cares. That was the song Instant Crush on Daft yeah. Punk's album. So what, was the one, what was the one you had, Peter? Just. Oh, I was gonna say on the Coldplay album a few years ago, they had that, one of their the big songs from that had Rihanna on it. Ooh. I think. Rihanna Rihanna just goes with everybody. Yeah. That's why she gets beat up. <laughs> oh! Um, really? Actually, speaking of the Daft Punk album, uh, Random Access Memories, for people listening 20 years from now, <laughs> um, which is everybody. Uh, so, I mean... I actually never listened to the entire album. That's really sad. Just want to throw that out there. Well, I, I basically wanted to throw it out there because I knew it would make you sad. Well... That's okay. We did actually spend an episode reviewing it a while back. I have no idea what episode number that was. But, uh, that was a while back, wasn't it? That was oh, yeah, that was about a year ago. Yeah. Probably exactly there. Um, but uh, I just wanted to say that the big thing with that album was that because they kind of dabbled in a lot of different types of music, most of the songs from that album features someone else. So that's that's an example where they had almost an entire album that was multiple collaborations yeah well yeah because they get a lot of other prominent artists to kind of do the vocals for the music they put behind it so right that's why i think electronic lends itself so well to uh collaboration with other artists it seems like half their songs feature somebody else well electronic and um hip-hop seem to be the two big ones yeah yeah not a lot of other genres so much kind of country kind of does because they're they're all all constantly circle jerking each other so that's always like Tim McGraw with Taylor Swift. Don't say a word, Moo. I and wasn't going to. I actually wasn't going, and now I'm going to. Son of a. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything. Taylor release, Swift's fantastic. Release the, release the Swift Kraken. But, but 
she doesn't do collaborations um, in general with a with a lot of artists. So because she's so good all, by um, herself. What's up? She's so good by herself. She doesn't need to. Well, yeah, Peter God, why? She doesn't need anybody to. She doesn't need anybody to support her. I think, I think... Um, no, I mean she. I, th I know she has done collaborations, but um, nothing cross genre, which is why I didn't say anything. Yeah, yet. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume she would be very cross genre. Yeah. I would say that that. Actually, you know what? Okay. I take that back. Son of. A... I think. I think. Give me one second. Give me a second. I'll get back to you on this one. But I'm pretty sure to the on her on her second or third album, she rapped like it was a joke track. But she rapped. I'm just trying to remember the name of that. Was right it featuring now. someone else, or was it just? Like... It was it was someone else with her. Give me a second. Let me find it. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is a thing that happened. Uh, da -da -da -da. apparently she was in the Hannah Montana movie. No. Just I, so you know. I guess and she was in the Lorax. She was fantastic. I know she was in the Lorax. Uh, awesome. Why? Who was she in the Lorax? I think she was she the Lorax. She was the main girl. Oh. <laughs> she was the Lorax. Yeah. <laughs> she was Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> she is the Danny DeVito. Uh, let me see. Where are the tracks for the stupid album, man? Alright, let me see. Uh, no. Oh, Peter. Mm -hmm. You'll know this one. Um, BB King featuring Eric Clapton. Yes. There you That's, go. Uh, that's a good one. Queens of the Stone Age featuring Dave Grohl, play Shoot Me. Actually, BB King also did. I know this on top of my head. I'm sure he did it with. He's done it with a ton of people, but I know um, him and uh, Bobby Bland were pretty close as well. Oh they, yeah, they did a lot yeah, of stuff you're right. Because I have the album. They did a yeah. thingy together. Oh, forgot Anthrax featuring Public Enemy. Bring the noise. There you go. There you go. Let's see. Love that song because Public Enemy was hilarious. <laughs> David Bowie um, featuring Queen under pressure. Some something that you and I were talking about at breakfast, Kyle. Yes. I guess technically that was lunch, but you were saying how, kind of going back into like our genres that we talk about mostly, it's like um, like the Motown era of soul back in the '60s and, and early '70s. You saw a lot of collaboration um, you, in you the genres in general, but also specifically in Motown a lot as well. I was, was going to say, you saw a lot of collaboration within the the realm of the studios, like whatever artists were attached to certain studios like Motown or Philly or Muscle Shells often mm -hmm. collaborated with each other as a way to kind of promote the studio brand. Yeah. Because back then, studios were a lot more powerful than they are now, surprisingly, and <laughs> would often try to create almost like a television network create their own sort of signature sound and brand right and all the artists you know that fell into that they would kind of package together sort of if that makes any sense yeah um because i know that, like the the, the supremes and the temptations were i think possibly like their two biggest groups for motown records <laughs> and what no 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 not that i'm i Moo sent me the Taylor Swift rapping song, and I just listened uh, to sent it. it. I well, sent it. We'll throw that onto it. your. Uh... It's a collaboration. It's with T Pain, bro. Oh my god. That's it right there. Featuring no, I didn't. Sorry, Peter. I wasn't laughing at you. I just heard this and burst out laughing. Oh, okay. So. Well, you listeners can burst out laughing as well when you listen to it after this episode. <laughs> it's fantastic. We're gonna get. We're gonna get so sued by Taylor Swift now. No, she'll like the extra exposure that we're giving her. There you go. Hey, um, any, any publicity is good publicity. That's true. Uh, as I was saying, um, I think the Temptations and the Supremes are probably like the two big male and female groups of 
uh, Motown Records in the 60s, and you did have a lot of collaborations between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they had at least one album, whole album together. And I, I know... It might have been two. Especially Motown, I know they would do a lot of, like, package duets, colla- duet collaborate. I can talk. Duet collaborations, like Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, yeah. Marvin Gaye and Diana Ross, Diana Ross and, uh... I think they wasn't didn't Diana Ross and Smokey Robinson do a song together. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they would they would do often do like duets like that because people liked that back then. I mean, they probably still and, do. But and plus, it was good for the from a uh, from an executive perspective. You know, it, for uh, record labels, it was good to kind of have those collaborations because one, it was easy because they were all yeah, pretty much exactly. right there, and they had to do it. You didn't have a choice basically. Yeah. Um, but also just because, like you were, I think it kind of ties back to what you were saying. With there was a lot more um, label branding, where like people could listen and say, "Okay, that's a Motown song. That's a Stax Records song, for example." So mm-hmm. there's a lot more of that going on than um, back then. Whereas now, I mean, I, you, you I mean, what, how many record labels do you have? Because basically, what Sony, Sony Music owns probably a good everything everything and then the warner music i mean there's literally like two or three now that own everything that's an interesting kind of progression that's probably a good topic for another time is the the sort of transition from music studios being like kind of these front-facing sort of branded entities to kind of these like monolithic shadow entities that you can never you can't pin an artist to a label anymore the labels are always like in the shadows producing all popular music forever mm-hmm. um but i guess companies. I, pretty much <laughs> i mean if they're being kind of monopolistic in that sense it's probably better that they're in the background whereas nobody's thinking yeah, about them exactly <laughs> they do they definitely do that for a reason um a good um analogy to that i would say is with like television oh yeah Broadcasting, because I mean, there's like what six, five or six networks that own everything. Yeah, and, and I think it's something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is, but um, but you know, you don't really think about it in that sense, because I guess they, I don't think they really, you know, try to advertise that too much. No, because no. uh, I think the more open you are about your monopolization, the more people are going to be like, more... "Hey, wait a second. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what's so funny though is now that. I guess going into Kyle's cable rant. Uh, <laughs> now the Kyle on demand. Now that the whole <laughs> net neutrality thing is like front and center in the news, and people are kind of like taking a step back and realizing, like, wait a second, their cable companies are monopolistic, and I basically have no choice in what cable company I go with, depending on where I live. Right. And now that that is kind of coming to the forefront, and people are realizing that. I wonder if there's going to be sort of a push for change there or if it's just going to be status quo yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see where, what happens with that I know I'm Google is sure. Google is ruffling a lot of feathers with the whole Google Fiber thing but we talked I, th- I think we talked about that before hmm. but yay for Google but they have their own kind of monopolistic tendencies as well so yeah they're kind of interesting with their monopoly stuff yeah. because they're I mean I mean, they, they, like, encroach into markets, but they also, like, practically create markets. Yeah. And so, people really like Google. People it's like they, they encroach into markets, but in encroaching yeah. into them, they bolster them. Yeah, a little bit. So it's it's hard to 
I, I mean, it's definitely, it's not that it's not monopolistic, it's that it's innovative in a way, and so it's very hard to actually complain about it, because they are pushing other industries. Yeah. Yeah. Or pushing other um, industry competitors. They're not just absorbing them and then kind of, what's the word, altering them for some sort of, sim- like, simple profit gain. They're, like, innovating those industries and making them more efficient and better and creative and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they bought Waze, Waze was pretty creative on its own, and then they incorporated it with like Google Maps and stuff, and now it's awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And they also you, have uh, the self-driving cars too. Those things are weird. They look like little boobs. The what? Those little self-driving Google cars. Haven't they you look seen like them? boobs? No. Yeah. No. Are you confusing those with the maps cars, Kyle? Why would you wait, tell me this? Wait, what I might are... have to go to the restroom now. <laughs> Peter, what did you say? Are you can? What do you mean? Right, self driving Google cars. car images. It looks they like, have the self driving. It looks like a they cross. Just, between, they're just Priuses. It looks like just, a cross between. Like, oh, oh! You're talking about the uh, not the the weird one. The, yeah, not the, the not the Google Maps taking car. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about the the what the hell is that? I the one that looks Wait, like it has a little just, face on the front. Yeah, it looks like a tiny little. Yeah, 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 yeah here. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the face car. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like a boob, you liar. (laughs) Moose sounds so disappointed. It doesn't look like a boob. I'm so disappointed (laughs) right now. I was really looking forward to looking at car boob, and now I'm not. That is false advertising, sir. (laughs) It looks more like a modified smart car. It looks like a cross between a panda and a sloth. I thought it looked like something I would throw in like a sci-fi Legend of Zelda video game. Like, this is the car he drives. Like, hey, hey, you, follow me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, you, drive me. Well, Let I guess I was sucking... Get inside me, Link. I had no idea that car existed. That must be a more recent thing, but... Yeah, it's it's very, very recent. Okay, because I guess well, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's, like, a f- super finalized model yet. Right. It looks like a koala. Because they usually been putting the technology onto know. SUVs and Priuses and stuff. Yeah, like that. I guess I just meant the technology in general. But okay, now I'm I'm, refi- I'm redefining it as the koala car. The koala car. It kind of does the, look like a koala. it's got the little black nose and little eyes. It does. If it had ear, if it had like oh. more prominent. Although I was re- okay, side mirrors would be fantastic. I was reading why they tried to make it as cutesy as possible, and why? their logic is like if you're getting into a car that basically drives you, you want it to be as like adorable and unassuming as possible, so you don't. <laughs> have this subconscious thought that oh my god this thing is going to kill me google your genuses so you can't like put someone into like a self-driving you know corvette because then they're just gonna be like holy crap i'm gonna die because <laughs> this thing it looks aggressive and fast no see i would feel more comfortable in a regular looking car because it's familiar it's not something completely new and different where i'm like eh, what is this thing gonna do yeah that's if i stepped point. into a prius that happened to drive itself i'd feel fine because i've been in a prius before that's true Anyway, we're kind of off topic. <laughs> we're always off topic. <laughs> what I was trying to get back to before we talked about Google Cars, Peter was in going along the lines of how studio or music studios have evolved over the years. Considering that back in the sixties and seventies, artists collaborated at the behest of the studios. Hmm. Like, why do you think artists do it now? Because it's obviously not so much at the behest of the studios, or if it is, it's this shadow entity. Well, let me ask you. Let me or? let me ask you this: If you were 
a I don't know. Um, I guess a funk artist. Okay. And you had the chance to you're making a new song, and you're like, oh man, and you're pot and you're popular, and you're like, oh man, wouldn't it be so cool if we could get um, Daft Punk to like work with us on this? Right. Wouldn't you jump on that chance? Just be like, hey, hey, you want to work on a song with with us? Why do and I sound like I'm enough, taking a shit while I'm talking to them? I don't freaking know because maybe <laughs> because it's Daft Punk, you can't control your bowels when you see um, but I mean and so you're big enough and so you're you can ask them like it, it'd be hmm. like you asked me to, to jump on this podcast and I'm like yeah sure I'll do that you'd be asking them and if they like your music they'll be like hell yeah I'd love to I, I feel like that's the idea now it's, it's like, not so much. Oh, you have to work with this. So person. now it's, it's more, like now it's more artist generated than record. Yeah, because I, I remember at um, where was it? Uh, at the Super Bowl. Apparently, what they do. So this isn't. Uh, this obviously isn't recorded stuff. But what they do is uh, they say, "Here's your money, and you're allowed to work with. We will bring on any artist for that day. You just tell us who." And so this past year, it was, um, they asked, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, oh, Jason Mraz. J- no. The other guy? Bruno Mars. The other guy. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Bruno I, Mars. I get um, they, they asked Bruno Mars, they're like, hey, Bruno Mars, who do you want to work with? And he's like, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> That's awesome. And, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really, like, genre-wise, it's like, uh, all right, sure, whatever. But they, they asked the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they're like, you mean you want us to perform at the Super Bowl? Uh, of course. <laughs> so I don't I, know. I, I, yeah, I feel like a lot of it is more like fun and the fact that they are big enough to actually do it. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of it is like because the artists are so much more front-facing now and popular. Yeah, they can choose who they collaborate with rather than being forced to collaborate with other artists within their label. Yeah. Well, That's uh, actually, a lot more cross cross genre now. Right. On that, what you just said, Kyle. Um, I actually have a question to pose to you guys. Yes. Because yeah. back then, like we were talking about, like in the '60s and such, I want to say that I don't, I can't really think of any cross label collaborations. So maybe they didn't, because I think because they were so com- compartmentalized, they didn't want any, you know, uh, competition. Competition. You know. Whereas now, I suppose you, they 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 do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I I, I imagine so. I, I imagine that's not and an a lot issue of these a days. lot of artists nowadays. Kind of, uh, along with being signed to major labels, they go and make their own labels so that they can do stuff like this. That's true. Without the guiding hand of their mother label. <laughs> so what, what was the so I guess the question was at? do is that still something that happened? I guess not. I guess I answered my own question. Pro, I mean, I wouldn't assume it would happen as much because that seemed a lot more forced. This seems more like, like I know the Black Keys, their last album they released, they worked a lot with Danger Mouse. Some people who liked the Black Keys didn't, oh, I didn't, like, know that. didn't like that as much because they felt it was too produced. But they were always fans of Danger Mouse, and Danger Mouse worked with them on their last two albums, and it, he kind of helped them create this like totally new sound for them that has still has been successful and they basically did it because they're la- they asked her label like hey we want to develop this new sound can we bring this this dude on that we like and work together and they're like okay whatever you're popular we don't care 
<laughs> um, and I know the Black Keys also did a uh, sort of collaborative album with a bunch of rap idols that they liked, like Common, and I think they did Most Deaf and a couple other people from. Uh, so really, Man. so it really is artist driven then. These yeah, days. it's basically artists saying, "Hey, we dig these guys. We find them inspirational for our music. Let's see if we can work with them." So I I think nowadays collaborations, even though you see a lot of it in rap, and I'm wondering if rap, rap is, rap that rappers that collaborate with other rappers do it just to bolster, the the sales of their rap albums. It's not, I don't know if T Pain respects Wiz Khalifa and vice versa, or if it's just a big rap. Well, I know fan. Dre and Wiz are buddies. Dre and Wiz, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they did that. Uh... Shoot, what was it? Um, so what, we get drunk, so we smoke meat, so what? Oh, yeah. Here, we don't care who sees. How's it go? Um, so what, we go, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. When you're young and wild and free, that's the song. That's the song's name. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I, think, I still think it depends. And I know um, D12 World, um, or D12, sorry, um, that old kind of, it was this collaboration over in Detroit. And then, like, Eminem was a part of it at some point. There were a couple other slightly bigger-name rappers that were a part of it at some point. It was just because they're, like, all Detroit dudes who were just like, yeah, nah, let's make rap music together. <laughs> Apparently, Bruno Mars so. was a part of that song as well. Which one? Young, Wild, and Free. That's, that's, like, not surprising at all. It's, it's Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Bruno Mars, a whole bunch of... Whole bunch of people. Um, speaking of that, did you guys see the new collaborative video between Psy and Snoop Dogg? Oh, yeah, yes. I didn't I watch did. it, but I know it exists. <laughs> I, I heard it was terrible. I, I weep for Snoop Dogg. I had so much respect for him. <coughs> that reminds me, you have um, Katy Perry who does a bunch of stuff too. She has herself and Kanye. She has herself and. Um... I want Taylor Swift oh, to, to collaborate with Kanye. <laughs> What? I want Taylor, Taylor Swift and Kanye? Because that, whole... because of the uh Yes. <laughs> and they could just keep What was it? Something something be... something and I'ma let you finish. But Beyonce, Beyonce had the, had the music best video music of video of all time. That was it. What did he say? Uh congratulations? Uh, something I'm happy for you and I'm gonna let you finish? Was that I don't remember, whatever. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was so great watching it live. You just saw Oh man, no. you saw Taylor Swift well, like her face was just like <laughs> The only thing better than that that I actually saw live was back in 2005 when they were doing that whole telethon after Hurricane mm. Katrina. Oh my god, I they, just saw that recently. Yeah, and they wow. had, and Mike Meyer was, was standing there and then all of a sudden they're talking to Kanye West and Kanye West is like George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> and fr- that freaking, was freaking <laughs> um freaking Mike Myers is just standing there just like Okay then. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they just cut it right there. Oh my god! I like saw you that see, live, Mike Myers. You say like, he's just, what? and the thing is, like, he's just nodding. Like he obviously doesn't agree with Kanye, but Kanye's just ranting. So it's like, all right, yeah, uh-huh. okay, nod, nod. And then Kanye says that he just nod and then looks over like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That was awesome. Oh, uh, that was back when George Bush was still semi-popular too, because that was just two thousand five. Yeah. Apparently not with black people. <laughs> I don't think he ever was with black people. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a fun video. That was the best like live Kanye embarrassment I ever saw. 
Kanye embarrassment. Okay, I'm Kyle. So Kyle, I'm trying to. I'm just scrolling through my iTunes. I'm trying to think of some more collaborations back in like the Funk and Soul days. Yeah. Um, one big one that I could think of um, was the Earth, Wind, and Fire song "Boogie Wonderland." Who, who they did, did they with, with that? That was the emotions. What? Yeah. That's like probably my second favorite song. I never knew that. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's not always. Um, just like quote, it's not always like advertised on the like the song yeah, title though. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Because it is sometimes, but most of the time it isn't. Yeah. Very so, good point. Uh, that's a big one. And I know that um, pretty late in their career, uh, the Temptations. I want to say this was like very late '70s, um, possibly early '80s. I know they collaborated with uh, Rick James on an album. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what that was called, but um, that wasn't too bad, actually. Because they had a song, I think, called Standing oh, on the Top. I forgot uh, about this. And that was a good one. You know Betty Wright, right? She sang the song Clean Up Woman? Yeah. She has a song called Real Woman, where she collaborated with The Roots and Snoop Dogg. That's fantastic. It's actually pretty good. I lo- oh, the oh. song is actually good? I just meant the collaboration was fantastic. <laughs> the roots, That's the cool, roots. too. I love, yeah. I love The Roots, because they collaborate with everybody. They collaborated with uh, John Legend. They collaborated with... Uh, oh, someone else. Oh, um, Elvis Costello. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, they're awesome. They, uh, they do that a lot, and I dig it. Mm-hmm. So, people should check that out. I know, Peter, didn't we talk about their collaboration with John Legend before? They have that album called Wake Up. Yep. I can dig it. I'm going through my list here as well, see if I can find any collaborations that are good. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Roberta Black. Didn't James Brown collaborate with someone, or was that just not going to happen because James Brown doesn't work with him? James Brown's, yeah, James Brown worked with James Brown. That's about it. (laughs) I feel like he did a song with someone else with that. I might just be completely fantasizing. (laughs) Peter-sizing. Do you fantasize about James Brown at night, Peter? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know who did? Um, Donny Hathaway and... Shoot, who was that? Roberta Flack? Yeah. I just yeah. said that. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Yeah, I remember they did that Where Is the Love or whatever, that whole album, and then he died and it was sad. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. That's one of those like famous duetty, like, let's put a guy and a girl together because they're pop- both popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Um, I'm trying to think of... It was... Curtis Mayfield, his group was the Originals? Impressions? The Impressions. That's it. Um, they and Mavis Staples and whoever, they collaborated a bunch. The Staples Singers? Yeah. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. I, I want to say I they can were... Hear, I can hear the wind of the chasm that now separates us and Moo because of this devolving into funk. Yes. Well, Moo was just over there like, hello... I... Although I, I think that's kind I of I recognize the names every so often. <laughs> I do. That's that's good enough. That's about as good as my <laughs> girlfriend at this point. I'm trying to get her into. She's like, oh, I know their name. It's like good for you. Pat on the head. Um, that might be condescending. I don't oh, know. oh, completely. No, it's I do I do that a lot because she's like five feet tall, so I can do it easily and it's <laughs> And then she gives me this like evil, dirty look. And then she kicks you in the dick. Pretty much. That's what happens. She kicks me in the dick with her with her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Women have a way of doing that, right? (laughs) Women have dick kicking eyes. (laughs) God. Um. So those are the 
just on the top of my head, those are the only funk ones I can think of. Yeah, I got uh, I'm sure there were plenty more that I'm not thinking of right now. But um, sure. so, well, that covers I'm gonna that try to wrap this up a little bit. So, do you can you guys think of any other things you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, state tuition oh. is too damn high. No, what? <laughs> Uh, at the uh, the music awards, they do a lot of collaborations. So collaborations, um, it's cool because I mean, even though they're not always recorded, you can mm-hmm. get really cool collaborations um, just at shows. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Cause yeah, I just watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame awards, and every other band or person that was inducted was collaborating with someone else. Like, oh, that's fantastic. What's his face? Uh, oh gosh. Peter Gabriel was was inducted. And he colla- he did a collaborative thing with Coldplay, and who else? Nirvana was inducted, and they did a collaborative song with Pat, not Pat Benatar, Nikki Six. I don't know, someone because their guy is dead. Um. So yeah, yeah, exactly, Moo. I think like MTV Music Awards, Grammys, yeah, all of those. They do that a lot because I think people enjoy that. They're like, oh look, my two favorite artists are working together. I'm so happy. Well, um, that reminds me, Kyle. Remember that concert we went to last summer? Which one? Um, War and Tower of Power. They played, they played together. Played, the they played like one and then the other, but then in the end, they all like basically. Oh no, they did play together the whole time, didn't they? No. Or no, they they switched. Done the other, then they came out together. And then they all did a couple songs all together, which was awesome. Yeah. Speaking of which, we need to see Smokey Robinson when. Oh yeah. I think we might have missed that, although because I think the Sandy Fair is almost over. What already? The San Diego Fair doesn't it doesn't it end like Fourth of July or something? Crap! I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. We okay. should figure that out because if you end up going, I wouldn't mind going down there with you and what's your face. Although, I want to say Saturday the twenty first was actually the day it was happening, so it might be happening right now as we're recording. Son of. A... I'll have to look it that up. It's currently going on. Um, I'm gonna look that up. You guys talk about something. Okay. Hi, Moo. Hi. So, did you listen to the most recent Taylor Swift album? It's Every really good. day. I did. You listen to One Direction album? It's really good. <laughs> you listen to Five Seconds of Summer? It's really good. The sad part. Are you is gonna like, save him yet, Peter? <laughs> the sad part is I completely just imagine that's that's all your podcast. Okay, it, it happened. That's all. It happened that's yesterday. That's all I listened to. You that's just call, your podcast is just called It's Really Good. It's really good. Kyle, we missed him. It was yesterday. Damn it. Is there anyone playing at the OC Fair, Peter? Or is this your kind of... Not anyone of consequence that Dang. I saw. We should still go to that. Oh, I'm definitely going to go. Yeah. Are you going to the OC Fair? Fried Kool-Aid. OC Fair's okay. <laughs> Fried Kool-Aid. That's yeah. so Fried bad, Kool-Aid. though. Fried Kool-Aid. They have that. Last time I went, they didn't have it, and I was kind of pissed. Oh. Dude, it's gross. I'm <laughs> never having that again. Yeah, is it actually gross? Yeah, it's, it's like really? seven or eight um, bucks, and you get these little fried... Dough balls covered in they're fried Kool-Aid balls. They're basically yeah. just they're donuts soaked. They're just donuts soaked in Kool-Aid. And then they put the powder on top. Yeah. When it's like 90 degrees out, though, that tastes really. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, think, I can see. I that. got a fried Twinkie there too. That was a big mistake. I got I got a fried Snickers bar once. Oh dear. I think it was. How was there. that? Oh, it was fine. It was Snickers bar. It was fried. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly much. what I imagined. <laughs> You get what you pay for. Yeah. Blood arteries and diabetes. Yeah, America. basically. I might have died. I'm, I'm dead. I'm not alive anymore. I'm not here anymore. It's like <laughs> the sixth sense. Well, uh, I'm going to wrap this up now if you guys don't 
Put a, put a bow on it, Peter. Go. I'm going to put a bow on it. Do it. All right. Wrap it. So, we hope your ears collaborated with this podcast for this episode. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. I'm pretty sure that's not... I don't think that's how ears work, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to our show today. Uh, you can like us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Please like us there so that you can get the latest updates on our show as well as hear other cool songs that we post throughout the week and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. And um, we're also on iTunes, although I'm thinking we're still having technical difficulties with that until iTunes fixes it. Maybe. so. iTunes is a dirty girl. That's true. So, Because um, everyone uses it. Hey, yeah. Kind of. Just like Taylor Swift. Hey! 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 Just because she dated Jason Meyer and one of those, probably all five of the guys from One Direction, <laughs> doesn't mean she's dirty. I didn't just say means, that. I just said just means she's, well, um, I almost said endowed, and I'm pretty sure that's the wrong word. <laughs> that explains way too much. <laughs> That's why she's so tall. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, we're on iTunes if you look for Funk Radio under the podcast section. Um, we are slash we're the top result when you type in Funk Radio on the iTunes podcast. Because we're the only radio <laughs> station called Funk Radio. Well, it's still true. And um, so, if you're listening to this on YouTube, as you may or may not be, uh, right after the end of this, in just a minute here or so, uh, you will be launched automatically into uh, some of the songs that we talked about in our episode today so that you can listen to them in full, which is awesome. We talked about a lot of songs, Peter. I hope you can find them all. Yeah, when I'm going through this afterward, I'm going to have to write them all down. It's going to be fun. So, that'll what be I'm fun. saying is you just have to include a couple of Taylor Swift songs, and I feel bad. <laughs> we have like five listeners, Moo. I don't want to lose those to Taylor Swift. You you might gain more with Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's you're gonna not, no. you're gonna go in on that that's Taylor Swift audience. audience. That's an audience I don't want to target. Oh yes you do. Twelve year old girls and move. Oh uh, I was talking about twenty four year old men. What's wrong with you? <laughs> twenty four year old men that have the You know the average girls. audience for Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. Well, Moo, regardless of your uh, love for love for Taylor Swift, thank you for joining us for our discussion No, thank today. you for having me. It was I, a pleasure. I, I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, we know that you do. Um, so, as for you funky listeners, I guess we'll let you go now. Uh, thanks for listening. And no, you hang up. I love no, you. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, Thanks for listening up. to Funk Radio. Tune in next time to hear more of your favorite Funk hits. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello. If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.